to Godsmack. I'm Tom. And my name's Ross. And this is... Terry. The lovely Terry. Yes. Who was referred to last time on the other podcast. Oh, I was about, yeah. He was referred to, and as he listened to the entire podcast... Of which I did. ...for this one, yeah. he's well aware of the exact point. Just remind us of... <laughs> in what point <laughs> did we mention the... You? 48 minutes in. It was actually. It wasn't. Was that post? Was that before editing after it's out? Post editing. Ah, right. So this is episode two of Gone Ox Lair. We're all very excited. Very, very excited. The first one was a roaring success. Yeah, Yeah, we've got one download. Loads of (laughs) positive. That's what I was saying. That's that's roaring, roaring, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Loads of positive feedback from uh, my (laughs) mum. Really? Your mum? After all them things I said? Yeah, I know. About. You the wall. Yeah, So, obviously last week uh, we talked about our experience in gaming, didn't we, Ross? We did, yeah. And it went well. Mm, we yeah, it did. Start to finish. Well, start to present day, wasn't it, really? Yes, in a rambling sort of way, but I guess that's going to be with thing. Well, that's so a conversation yeah. sounds very organic, isn't it, when you have a conversation? You love organic. Sorry, organic. So I thought the idea would be for this one is to get Terry to basically give us a... Um, a potted version of a wadded version a potted version like a plant yes alright but I want it to be organic what is <laughs> what is the definition of potted I know that's a good point actually because I hope it's short <laughs> well that's what that's what the potted version of something means it means you take a longer story and the potted version like a like a potted version you know like a potted version the, of the, this, sa- the this salient right points now. the salient right. points I don't know why I'm doing that right. other viewers can see it listeners <laughs> So, so, where will I start then? Oh, at the very oh, beginning. Oh, fine, yeah, it's always best to start right at the beginning. Well, my, what was your first gaming experience? Like, Cause, yeah, because I'm kind of like a special guest, aren't I? So you're a special you, guest. You, you should basically be, fire questions I would say at me. Guest, yeah, not I would special. Say you're, you're technically the, the third member of the Gonrock Slayer crew. Yeah. Which is. You didn't run that for, by me. No, I didn't. <laughs> but as I say, you know, because I'm on this, we'll get three downloads. Not just one. Hopefully, yeah. One, one from each person that's actually yeah, on the show. Exactly. But anyway, you were, you were going to ask a, a very interesting question. <laughs> Make it potted. Well, how do I know that before we, you ask We it? were basically saying what was started off. What was the first like gaming experience and what was the first machine we owned? So just start from there just go through, just well, go through yeah. the years. I, 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 I agree. Where, where I fitted in the gaming timeline mm-hmm. is that I'm not actually... I cannot remember if I had... So I don't know if you mentioned these lists last week, but did you mention the handheld games? Oh, like the, like the LCD tigers, games and the Tigers. The original ones. Did you not mention them? Because I'm not sure if I had one of them before I actually had yeah. a home computer. For wow. I, you know what I had? He's just blue. Well, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I did have that before. Commodore Yeah, I'm I sure. Had a, the Top Gun one. So that was my first yeah, experience in gaming was one of them. Like a long... A long handheld thing. Yeah. Did it, but I had the Turtles one as well. There was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hero Turtles. So I but I, I can't remember what it was. It was just one of the little, you know, like the one that you had with the, like it was a little, it wasn't LCD, it was yeah. like a... The professional. Yeah, it was actually proper, right. yeah, it was like something like that. They were terrible, but they were like, they were like of their time. Well, if anyone doesn't know what they are, to describe them, very small screens. Yeah. A lot of the times, if you pushed on the screen, you could see where every all character the, yes, you was could. and uh, all that the games were essentially was flashing points of that so 
if you get a sort of thing. You so do, yeah. If you want a racing car and you had three lanes. You could see the car in yeah. each lane. And, and that's a racing car. And it would light and up. You would, just, you would move from, there was like yeah. four lanes. You'd move like to the for example. Do you remember that? Yeah, the shark one. Yeah, I had shark go. attack and I had the racing car one as well. And that was basically the car, it was just lights on the screen and the car would light up in each lane as you moved it. One, one thing across. I did when you first got the game was it had a little sticker on the front of it that showed you, it kind of gave you an idea of where all these little and That's exactly right, it did. For a long time I was yeah. playing one of these games and I hadn't took the sticker off the front. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to play this game and I never took the sticker off. It, it, it had a, the Tomitronics had a, a pad on the front where the light came through. You had to play them in the light. Right. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, you couldn't you couldn't see them. So under a lamp, or just you no, know, just natural daylight would work. But it right. had a thing on the front where the light would shine through, and that it that lit up the display inside. Really? Well, uh, like the, not like how calculators powered. Like I like a bit like solar power, but it wasn't powered by the light. Oh, right, it had okay. batteries in it. It's just you needed the light coming through because it was like a pair of binoculars, really. really? Do you remember those things uh, where you that pair of, looked like a pair of binoculars, and you just flicked that thing on the top, and the picture moved? It wasn't a computer game. Oh, I oh, yeah. Yeah. What were they yeah. called again? Like kaleidoscope things, where you could turn the end, and you got oh, I think they were computer. No, no, thing. you're thinking of a kaleidoscope. Yeah. What you're describing? Uh, I did just say that. <laughs> you said a kaleidoscope. Thing. I'm sure you would get like a film would come out. Yeah. And it would have on the wheel. It was like a red, it was a red thing, yeah, yeah. and you looked through it, and you put discs in. Put discs in. I'm yeah. just aware of like, even though Tom, you're the youngest of the freeware. By a long way, I'm offended. <laughs> but how old-fashioned that actual technology yeah. is! It's like something out the 1940s or something where they put a penny in and flash through. Ah, like one of them spinning movie things where you just look through. You look through a yeah. slit, and it actually it was just a big circle of things. A drum, yeah. yeah. I and, but you just look through the one point on it and so it looked like an animated thing. Bio, Bioshock Infinite, uh, loved them, didn't yeah. they? There was those hidden ones around the levels in Bioshock Infinite. Uh, it, it was usually somebody through. riding a horse or something, wasn't it? Some really? shite. Uh. Game solely up its own arse. Do, do you think Bioshock Infinite or do you think Bioshock in general is up its own arse? In general, yeah. Well, Bioshock 1 and Infinite because Bioshock 2 was by different people, wasn't it? Right. It wasn't Ken Levine or whatever he's called. So how, he, he's a, he's a total how do you think it's up its own arse? It's just totally pretentious and it's a great game but it, it's really self-aware and it knows how, how good it is and how, how well thought of it is. I think the first one was a genuine like, And the first one was brilliant. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Like I say, when they made Bioshock Infinite he knew what he had to do to, to better it. And instead of doing that, he just tried to alienate the gamer even more, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't, know, I don't know what sort of audience he was going for. Obviously not you. No, but uh, just to get back on, uh, like, obviously me, because that's what this podcast is about. Self, um, self, self. After that kind of thing, it was this, this, the spectrum that I... Actually, no, it wasn't. My first experience of a, a game that I would play on a TV screen, with, like, a, a system was... Uh, I don't know if it was one of the, like, the earlier... Ta- it was like Pong. Or, or Telly yeah. Tennis or something mm-hmm. it was called. Um, and it was it was one of my friends from school had it. And like, I didn't personally have it myself. And I used to go over there and play it. And it was appalling. appalling. My, my granddad had a, something that hooked up to the, the TV. It was a really, really old game. It was very basic and it had like tennis and stuff on. I, I wish I could remember what that was called. Well, my granddad had a, a thing on his windowsill. It was like a box on the windowsill. We were just a, a dial on it and that controlled the telly and one of the channels was a game <laughs> was, was a game on it I but uh, anyway we digress can I just say actually before I forget remember where you were where you were up to where I you will were, I, you remember I do I just wanted to say that remember the last episode when I thought I had that epiphany sort of thing about 
when I accidentally created this genius oh, word. Yeah. What I said was Minefeld. Was the Seinfeld Minefeld? I fucked it up. <laughs> Minecraft was the Seinfeld of games because it's like a game about nothing. Right. And then we were discussing it again at the end of the podcast, and I accidentally said Minefeld, and I thought that that was total genius. Uh-huh. Turns out I googled Minefeld, and people have been saying that for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like a, a forum. There's, there's a lot of Minecraft server servers called Minefeld. So I wasn't original at all when I thought I was. Yeah, it, it sounds original. Yeah, I was that, we both went, wow, that's crazy. Uh, but no, but it just leads us on. I wanted to say that we'll come up with things probably when we're doing this and to us it'll be amazing and original. But yeah. Because of the internet, nothing is original anymore. You can't really come up with anything. That's true. But within social circles, things can't be original. So there'll be people that we know that listen to this and they'll, they'll hear that Minefeld thing and they'll go, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, because they obviously before. wouldn't have. But there's kids in like America who thought of Minefeld years ago. But the irony, of my age. Yeah. the irony there though is the the major people who like Minecraft, and I might be wrong with this. As you drop your beer, man, making that noise, edit it all out. Apologies. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is the major fans of Minecraft are young kids, right? Yeah. And they won't know what Seinfeld is. No. So that's all you, lost you think, on them. You remember when we were kids, and I mean, I'm not gonna say the kids don't play with Lego, but they do. But when oh. we were kids, like Lego, Lego's like just as popular as ever. Lego, but Minecraft is. I think of it like uh, the Lego. This but that's is the, the next, genius the next, of it. Next, everyone said that. Minecraft <laughs> is the Lego of the gaming world. That's been well, said, Lord. I know. Lego. Yeah, Minecraft. Le- right. Lego. Minecraft or Mego. Leg Legcraft. It's quite clunky that Tom. Mego. Yeah, I, I think Mego. I'll think of another one. Mego. Yeah. Minecraft and Lego. Mego. Mm, okay. I like that. So, Mego. Has Mego been done? <laughs> I don't know. I'll Google it afterwards and we'll find out. So, oh, another thing I wanted to mention as well before we go back to that. I've set up the, the, the Twitter account at Gonoxlay. Oh, I looked at it and you're like some nice pictures you put up there temporarily. Yeah, yeah, I just I just found them. The, yeah, the, the cover photo was pretty cool. Yeah, it's quite cool, out. isn't it? Well, we're not going to say what Garnock's layers from. If anyone listening in actually knows, we said in the last podcast, send a stamp address down below, envelope. Yeah. To whichever address you can think of off the top of your head, and hopefully it'll get to it. If it does, then it's fate, and it's meant to be. Yeah. I don't know where but yeah, it's Garnock's at Garnock's layer. That's G O N A R C H S L A I R Garnock's layer at Garnock's layer. That's Twitter. There's nothing up there at the minute. But no, there's absolutely nothing. I do... But uh, we'll, well, we need a user base to get it going, don't we? Yeah, because we are recording this before the first one's actually been mm. broadcast or put up anywhere. That's a good but point. my intention is to... I've got a lot of notes about what we talked about in the first one and I'm going to post pictures on the Twitter account. Yeah. So if you listen to the, the podcast live, you can play along at home and watch the Twitter account as I post pictures. It's not going to happen. But I am going to post things... Relative, because what I find is when I listen to podcasts, the presenters or hosts or whatever will always mention things during the podcast. Yeah, that will t- they'll, they'll say something like, Oh, I'll put something up on Twitter so you know what I'm talking about, and they never do. They never do. So a few do because a few podcasts that I listen to that are true to their word, they do put the things up on Twitter that they say they're going to. But you're right, though, there's a it's annoying when they do yeah, they don't. feel like you want to be able to yeah, join in. That's right. So I'm going to do my best to do that. Are you, are you on Twitter, Ross? No? He, you've got Twitter. He doesn't like social media. Yeah. No. But please uh, send any <laughs> any tweets by snail mail to Ross. <laughs> what is snail mail? It's like where you put a letter in an envelope, put a stamp on it. Envelope. Envelope. Right in no. the press. <laughs> I'll be honest, people can aim, 
email us. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My email address is rossblood666 at yahoo.co.uk. Is so, it really? Yes. So that, what was that stud muffin one you gave me? Some oh, that's right. Muffin, that's yeah. if you're going to send us like that was his porn site. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. But if you're going to tweet on the Twitter account, email Ross with the same tweet. Yeah. So Terry, you were up to where? We yes. Um, my first true home computer that I played on myself without having to go over like a friend's house or anything to play on it was uh, the Spectrum, the ZX Spectrum, and it was the Plus Two. So obviously, I joined the Spectrum race quite late on. Well, my brother had the 128 key. Ah, there was the 128... ZX... Uh, 81. There was the ZX80, the ZX81. You know the 48K with the rubber keys. Ah. The one my brother got was the, the 128 Yeah, the 128K. The James Bond version that came with a light gun. That was the plus 2A. Was it the Living Daylight? Yeah, we, we, got, we upgraded to that one. Yeah, that was great. But yes, the one, there was a 128K Spectrum, and the, the plus 2 was basically the 128K Spectrum with the cassette deck attached. I remember, yeah. You didn't have to have a separate yeah. cassette deck. That's the one. Yeah. Um, that was, and it had a better keyboard as well. What I always found interesting, didn't you, you had to go into 48K mode if you wanted to play certain games? Because years later, I played a Commodore, was it the Commodore 128? There was a... There was a Commodore 128, yeah. And that actually had three computers in it. It had the 128 Commodore. Really? It had this thing called Dragon or something. And the C64. Ah, the Dragon, yeah. They made no games for the 128 Commodore. So you had to just play all the games from the 64. So it made no it sense having one. Machine. Yeah. Well, thankfully, for the one for the Spectrum, they made a lot of games that had the 48K version of the game on one side of the cassette and the 128K version of the game on the other yeah. side. And basically, the only difference the music, wasn't was it? the music. Yeah, yeah, the game. And if it was a multi-load, it would retain the last level in memory so you didn't have to reload the first level in again. Okay. Uh, well, the 48k you would still have to load the level in again, so I took advantage of the extra memory like that. But that was my first computer, and and then we upgraded to the plus two way because we had untold problems with the with the plus two. It kept overheating. You could accidentally complete games just by pressing certain <laughs> keys on the keyboard because the games would crash. Yeah. It was mainly the the bottom row. I remember the space bar. It just what used it to doing? overheat. It was just it, you could fry an egg on the bottom of the machine. Did you? It was red hot. Did you try that? No, that, I probably, poached one though. <laughs> that probably led to uh, the further issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the shop. That's covered in egg. Well, we got it from Dixon's, but oh, Dixon's. I don't even oh. think Dixon's exists anymore, does it? Dixon's Digital. I mean, Curry, Curry's Digital. Curry bought them out. They're gonna rape us yeah. if you slag them off. So it was the one in in the in Newcastle on Northumberland Street, and it. Uh, that was my favourite one. We took it back constantly. Really? Yeah, and we we used to spend months without it, and we honestly we missed it when we didn't have it. We absolutely missed it, and then we couldn't wait to get it back. And when we got it back, it just exactly the same thing happened again. It overheated, and I don't know if that was a problem with that model of Spectrum. If any any listeners had the same problems with their Spectrums, if they had them, please send Ross an email. Yeah, could you tweet us and email Ross? I remember and, uh, stood muffin. Yeah, I'm yeah. just ignoring that because yeah. I remember with the Commodore, there was the problem with the back, the power packs. Yeah, do you remember how many power packs? They all had there. Yes, I mean. It was the wires became frayed on them and everything. Yeah. And it was weird. And it was a beast of a power pack on the yeah. Commodore as well. I remember. I mean, the Spectrum one wasn't any much smaller, but it was. It was more streamlined. Than yes. I, but I think that's why the the Commodore didn't get so hot. It was the power pack that Maybe got hot. Maybe it was taken. Yeah. But anyway, we'll upgrade it to the plus two A, which is the one with the light gun, and you got James Bond with it. And basically, the plus two A was the same as the plus two. 
is you just could connect the disk drive to it. Because they brought out a Spectrum Plus 3, which had a disk drive in place of oh, really? a cassette. Oh, wow. uh, what, floppy disks? Yeah, there were five and a half inch disks, uh, but they weren't floppy disks. They were designed specifically for the Spectrum. They were in hard cases. Oh, so they weren't... Uh, no, they, they weren't... Oh, you couldn't have put... They weren't either were their own design disk. Oh, really? Uh, because so they came what, in hard cases. What sort of games did you like on the Spectrum? Oh, I loved them. I mean, one of my, one of my favourite games on the Spectrum, which I know is a contentious issue between, obviously, me and Ross, was uh, Outrun. The recent one. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit it was a it was slow as anything, but it just I just thought it looked good. Is that the one where you had the the girls sitting next to you? Yeah, you, you were basically. On, I mean, I loved it in the arcade, and yeah. I couldn't wait for it to come out in the Spectrum. You driving like Lamborghinis and stuff. Yeah, well, no, Ferrari, you just it was a Ferrari uh, Testarossa that you drove. Ooh. Um, and I just loved it. I absolutely loved it because I loved it in the arcade. Yeah. I will admit though, a friend of mine was one person who moved from the Spectrum onto the Commodore. And I played out one on the Commodore, and I thought it was amazing. Like, because really? because going from it running really slow on the spec, it wasn't the colours or anything. It was nothing to do with that. It was the speed it ran. Right. It was so fast on the Commodore, yet it was so painfully slow on the Spectrum. And there was this one level was the 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 castle level. You were going under these like bridge things, and it just couldn't handle it. It was so slow. Yet the desert type levels, they were really fast because there wasn't a lot of background right. stuff. Do you remember the old technique in them sort of games to try and help with the illusion of speed was that the side of the roads they were striped. That's exactly. And they happened on all the eight bit. Yeah, it even happened on sixteen. Yeah, sixteen bits used it. Used it. it, it it's so that it gave that illusion of speed a yeah. bit more. Like. But yeah, I loved that game. Another favorite game of mine was Batman. The mo- I can't remember what was the movie. It was the movie, wasn't it? Oh, of course, yeah. The conversion of the, the first platform. Comic book type one. Yeah. But you're talking but about it was the, the first movie. Ocean one. Yes, which Ocean was like made Robocop it. Yes. And stuff. I was, and Robocop was another one. The theme music of Robocop was great on all the oh, systems, wasn't it? Well, they used it on the advert. Yeah, the, it was the Game Boy version it was that they used on the Ariston advert. Ariston, they made washing machines and Ariston stuff. Ariston and on and on. Oh, and, on. And, and they used the Game Boy version of Robocop. Really? The theme tune. I don't actually think they used that bit, though. It was the... That's the version they used, isn't it? It's really good. Which wasn't actually the music from the film, was it? It was designed by... I can't remember who wrote the music. Jonathan... Jonathan... I was going to say Edwards, but he was a... I'm sure it was Jonathan, but he was a pioneer of, like... 8 bit computer game music. He There's a few of them that like, were yeah. names like Hubbard, wasn't he? One yeah, he was another one, Hubbard Rob Hubbard, Rob Hubbard, 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 Hubbard. Well, Jonathan Edwards obviously got these right surgery and now he's wearing glasses again, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, um, any other games? Yes, I love it. What we found the last time we were, we were talking, when we mentioned one game, it led to another one, but you kind of just think of loads of them yeah. and it's difficult for but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I can think of loads. I mean, I, I love that. I, there was a series of games on the. I don't know if they came out on other eight bits, but Match Day they were called. They were like football series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I played um, yeah. yeah. And there was like International Match Day and such and such Match Day, and um, I loved that game. It was absolutely yeah, brilliant. Really, really had a, a match day it game. had the Match of the Day tune as you were coming out onto the field and all that. I don't actually had the rights to that. One of my favourite football games. I don't want to jump ahead too much. Was on the the Mega Drive. Italian 90. Mm. You ever play that? Is that it the one? It was all top down. Until yeah. you went to the, 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 
Yeah. So the goal, and then it would go behind yeah, the eye. Exactly. Yeah. When it was a goal, you saw them kind of running along. Well, a football game I loved, which is jumping ahead a few, <coughs> a few machines as well, was a uh, super soccer on the SNES. Uh, which uh, was it was a first person. Mode football, seven yeah. style. But it was first person, wasn't it? Yes, oh. it was. It it looked like you were running like up a hill, sort of thing, didn't it? I just it was... loved it. I just absolutely loved it. But yeah, other games on the spectrum. I loved uh, Enduro Racer. Was another. It was an arcade, another arcade conversion. I mean, more a lot of games were arcade conversions in them days, because the arcades were obviously dead popular, mm. weren't they? Bubble Bobble, which yeah, again is another content. Because I know. I know. Not, I, I, not many people favoured the Spectrum version of Bubble Bobble, but and it only all, had eighty levels. Had. Yeah, it's all we had, and, and I feel we, sorry, we enjoyed playing it. Like, but it only had eighty levels. They did re-rel- They've re-released it. Not recently, but you know, for the emulators and stuff, and it has the full 100 levels now. No, I think what Terry means is on the spectrum, it only had 70 levels 80. 80 levels, rather. But the game actually had 100, didn't it? The game itself, on the arcade and on other systems. Yeah, it did on the Commodore. Tune again. Yeah, so I loved that game anyway. That was, that was it was mainly because it was two player cooperative. Yes. Like, I love games like that. And it was like, it was another one that really showed the spectrum for its slowdown because if you played it in two player mode, if both players fired loads of bubbles it just slowed it right what about down it, if you caught uh, an umbrella or was it an umbrella that used to skip levels yeah, yeah. In which, in it, which one used to skip like 10 levels or something it was the umbrella the umbrella was random it would oh, sometimes yeah. it would skip like three levels and other times you think it was never going to stop it actually handled it actually handled the level change quite well oh did it yeah there was very little screen flicker or any any kind of that kind of stuff so it was only one color <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, well, he, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the, the, the dinosaurs were see-through. But Bob and Bob. Yeah, Bob and Bob. They were actually see-through. But the, re- the, the, the actual alien, the monsters that came were filled in, but like, they were usually grey or something. Weren't they? The, the, was it the whale that used to appear? Or was it like... Count Van Bubbler, hi. What, what parameters did you have to meet for that to appear? It's it's you just timed out. Uh, yeah. The music would speed up. I would say hurry up. It, it was the way that that thing, even then... The way it used to move was really spooky. Yeah. Trying to go in the top yeah. corner and it would move really fast to the bottom corner. In the way, in the way, if you played it in two-player mode, there was two of them, yeah. one for each of these. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, not just one came, two came. Right. So you could, you couldn't. I think it was so you couldn't say it was biased to one towards one player. They put two of them on to make it fair, didn't they? That's terrifying. Yeah. I remember uh, a game that I was jealous of on the Spectrum. Well, it was two of them that I re- really thought was fantastic. Renegade. Renegade. Thank you. And Target Renegade. Target Renegade. Target Renegade on the Commodore was a totally different game. Yeah. It was Yeah, the rubbish. music was really good on it. The music on the Spectrum was, oh, it was brilliant. Was fantastic. How did it? I can't remember. I used to have it as my ring. I've got it on my phone. Have you? Uh, Target Renegade on the Spectrum was a two I mean it was a two player call. That's what I liked about and it. And it, it didn't slow down that much I mean slow down a little bit. But it could handle two players on screen at once, and that they I just like kicking people off bikes. Motorbikes, it handled yeah, them. Yeah. The motorbike spike was quite big. But the original um, Renegade was quite good as well. 
And then where you could skip skip levels on it by pressing zero. So is that because yours was overheating now? Or is it just? No, it actually was, was part of the game because it played the tune as it skipped the levels. Yeah. So you press zero and it played the tune and then moved to the next level. I don't know why it did that. <laughs> so you could basically because it had five levels and then it had the boss level. So you could you couldn't skip to the boss level. You could only skip to level five. Yeah, to complete that and then then do the boss level. But it's, it was it was a really difficult game. It's funny about that game. I mean, when you look back at eight bit games. You think a lot of them are quite sweet in a sense. Yeah. You know, like Dizzy and oh, Dizzy mm. and stuff like that. You know, the very cutesy. You know, Mario certainly is and that. But in Renegade, which itself was a kind of double dragons type of game. It was. That's exactly what it in was like. Renegade. There was a level where you were beating up prostitutes, where his big Bertha yeah. was the main, I guess, a female pimp. Yeah, she was. Stood on and watched you beat up a. Forum of, of bitches, uh, yeah, and then she would come in and like, and she just ran at you. Do you not, do you not remember? Yes, I. Uh, she didn't attack you. All she would do is run at you uh, and knock you over. That's, and so you just had to try and hit her. And she ran at you, and then there was like on the I think the next level after that, they had knives. Yes, instant or and at it, least. which is true to life because when they stabbed you, you probably would die instantly, but it wasn't instant death. You just died straight away. And That's something I, I wanted to talk about at some point. Permadeath. I think it's a bit of a revelation in gaming when games actually in, include it. If they do it right, e- yeah. Even yeah. though going back, like Cannon Fodder, I think was probably the first game that I played where it had like a form of permadeath. Yeah. Well, I love a, that I game. That's a big conversation we'll have at some point. Yeah. You could probably have a whole episode on, yeah, on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll not definitely get too much into that. Yeah. Well, I'll leave that in there. Just a it's an interesting uh, for the listener. Interesting noblet of a uh, noblet. Noblet of. Uh, I noblet can't think of a word that follow noblet. I'll well, because it. why would you noblet? Yeah, you can't follow a noblet. You can't follow a noblet. Follow a noblet. Can't nibble a noblet. Another game. <laughs> That's what on, she said. I was fascinated <laughs> about on the spectrum. Was a game called Movie. I don't know if. You oh, know. Movie was brilliant. But mm. you couldn't <laughs> play it properly because when you again the crashing spectrum. Yeah. You couldn't because there was a, a lot of times on movie you could actually type you could make them speak, but you didn't actually speak. What, was, what was the idea of movie? Like? It was like you an isometric in game. a movie. In isometric games on the spectrum, always looked good. Like head over heels. Yeah, head over heels was another as classic well. in Batman. Yeah, but in the movie, you you had to speak to characters, and the way you did it was come and watch key on the keyboard you pressed, but it would bring a speech bubble up, and you would type what you wanted to say in the speech bubble. Yeah. And then the character you were speaking to would reply in a speech bubble. Mm. But on my spectrum, you couldn't type anything in because as soon as you press spacebar, it would crash. So, <laughs> classic, classic. There's two isometric games I can think of on the spectrum. One was where there was giant ants. I don't know if it was just called ants. Uh, isn't that a really early one? Yeah, it was so. black and white. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually interesting. People say it's interesting. That's how I come up. I don't back. actually recall this one. What, what? Yeah, it's just like you would walk around the level and it was just massive. You're things. a woman in that game, you know. Right. That's why it's it's meant it's to be one of the first female. games. Oh, yeah. You hide grenades at the ants, is that I the one? So, yeah. Is it like 3D and attack or something? Or something like that. It might be when, attack when games had like, basically they just called them what they actually yeah. done. You know? like if the, the, the title was just a description yeah. of the game. Well, it's funny because when we first got the the Spectrum from Dixon's you got 10 free games oh I remember these games in uh, I'm going to try and be impressive here and try and remember all 10 at the time them 10 games were all we had for them yeah so we played them to death well some of them Uh, there was Snooker 
Right. And Snooker has got to be probably the quickest game in the Lord on the spectrum. Well, Snooker, let me guess what Snooker was. Was it a space game or some old no, no, it was an pl- RPG game? No, <laughs> it was a first person shooter. No, it actually um, it was a proper Snooker game. And it took, on the planet Snooker. It literally took under 10 seconds to load in really? off cassette wow. that's impressive because it was just a really so small it was ahead of its time really but it was just a small <laughs> game it looked crap how many colours well they couldn't there were certain colours but they couldn't like pink for example I wish and I'm trying to say this the white ball was a clear circle as a juvenile like growing up and getting rammed down we brought all the time how good spectrums are I would have loved to have seen that back in the yeah, day yeah because I know <laughs> it's not one of them games that lends itself well but it worked anyway so there was Snooker there was Star Warrior which was absolutely brilliant I still play that on the Spectrum what emulator what game was that? it was it had, it had three parts to it so the first part was you were a spaceship at the bottom of the screen and you just had to shoot these stars that were coming down the same way the stars would come off the bottom of the screen and then would come on the top again. So if there was ten, and then you shot three of them, then only seven would come down. And so you, right. you, you, your goal was to clear them. Then the second part was you had the same spaceship, but you had to guide it to the top of the screen through falling boulders. And then the third part, the bloke and the spaceship got out, and you had to, it was this maze, and you had to go in the maze, and there was a crystal in the centre of the maze, but there was this electrical ball thing in the maze and it made this awful sound in well, the, it, just it was like like that <laughs> and as soon as you went into the maze it made a beeline for you so you had to get to the centre of the maze as quick as possible otherwise this thing would kill you I've got to say mind you the spectrum often made some horrible it did. do you remember the electric guitar sound on the oh, spectrum God. On Agent X and Chronos. You were like, oh, it's uh, amazing, isn't it? Like, well, we were just, they like, got impressed with the five-channel music. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> which it had. Um, but anyway, once you got the crystal, it then went back to the first bit, but it was harder. So that's, it just cycled through the same three bits, right. but they just got increasingly harder as you went through them. And I couldn't get through the second wave of them. Right. It was that difficult. I know you're saying you played this recently, but you have a, a really good memory. It's an amazing game. I loved it. Well, I can't remember. Like, when I was a kid, playing that with, like, my dad used to play it. Well, like, oh, it was a brilliant game. And then there was Alchemist, which, oh, well, I think me, I think which I very that. rarely got played. <laughs> is, that, is that one where you could transform into an owl or something? Or? I couldn't tell you. I didn't play it enough to even see that. Oh, sure, so that's the third one. There was a you got um, Saber Wolf. Oh yes. Now that's a classic. Yeah, that was an excellent game. Oh, right? in, in, in the jungle. Yeah. You turn into a wolf. Obviously. So you got that. You got this game called Project Future, Ooh. which was a bizarre game. It was weird. It was a kind of a. It was a bit like Saber Wolf, but it was. A spaceship you controlled, right. and it obviously wasn't set in the jungle. It was set in some kind of space or universe, other planet type scenario. Wow! Did they have that in the back of the box? Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. What a blurb. So that's five games I've mentioned there. I can't remember the other five now. I'm, I'm failing, yeah, like. But there was we got ten, and I can only think of five. Jet Set Willie must have been one. You're obsessed with no, Jet it Set. No, it wasn't. Because it was... Jet Set, we, we had Jet Set when you were on a pack. Like, a, you know, when you could get packs of games. Ah, yeah, and I know. We had the Dizzy... Well, that's what we got Jet Set when you were on. the big cardboard boxes. We had two of them. And yeah. One was blue and it was, they were both Dizzy. It was like six games in total, I think. One was blue, one was red. 
all the dizzy games dizzy 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 dizzy, I, dizzy I've got to say go on then I, I bought dizzy one like that was the, the, the weird one the, the first ever dizzy it was like the hardest one from what I can remember what's that Magic and Dizzy uh, on the spectrum a game that I never actually played it's weird like it doesn't bring back as many memories as I thought it would here and that again what I don't know if you agree or disagree with this but would you say that the Dizzy series was better on the spectrum than the I already played it on the spectrum all I remember is looking on the for some reason I don't know why they did this but on the back of the spectrum cases it had pictures of all the different formats like it had a picture of the, the Commodore version did it really? I always used to think the Commodore version looks so much better why Why would they do you know that? back in the day right. they would make they would make a game like a, a 199 game yeah. and it would have the free formats going back to what we talked about earlier oh, on the free, side no it would so they'll just to save money I guess would so print out that one box like inlay that's true and on uh, the back it would have all three so say you're a Spectrum owner you're an Amstrad owner and I'm a common yeah. owner they've got this one box they can just put the different versions in well uh, do you remember and, oh, yes. see what you mean, do you remember when right? Spectrum games used to come out and they had the Amstrad version on the other side of the table the Wii and they did oh, well, they we did. mentioned the, the Amstrad last time yeah, yeah. Pass yeah, but I, I used I to. Exactly. <laughs> I know, it's I got know. another fifty-five seconds. Are you kidding? <laughs> was it looping there? Was no, it no, just no like... that's just it. That's how long its running time was. One minute. I wonder how the? I don't know. I was gonna say. I wonder how they do that. How they make that. You music. do they just leave it on the title screen, don't they? No, I mean how they how they go about writing that piece of music. Oh, that's the genius though. Like, that, that's exactly guys, right. That's like... the, the, the genius music, right? Isn't it? Because I think. I think if you go back to these old games, and this would be a fantastic podcast thing, right? To get someone who's never played 8-bit computer games ever because they're, like, too young. Yeah. yeah. And to sit them down and and say, right, you just mentioned some titles that you think were fantastic on the Spectrum. I can think of some that were good yeah. on the Commodore. We'll, we'll get them to play them. I'll tell you, the feedback would not be good. Because, because they wouldn't have a quick save for starters it's not just that <laughs> they're like the terrible experiences <laughs> <laughs> well we know we know first hand don't we? we we just dealt with it because that's all we had and it, it wasn't so well you didn't know any different no it was just yeah, like, to, to us it was amazing it it's was like so what did you do before television it you know the pinnacle like, of uh, mm-hmm. pinnacle of gaming wasn't it we're at the yeah of the road, but that's the same with everything i suppose well exactly like, in what? years to come are we going to look back and go like oh, i can't believe i used to play the xbox you know what I mean? Like, yes, I well, probably will. Yeah. You know, when I look back at the, the PlayStation games and stuff, now in my mind they look amazing. But when you go back, when we were talking about, I um, think they're the worst generation to go back. 3D games I, I, I feel like a broken record saying this, but like them early 3D ones, I don't know what it was about your mind or your the way you were playing them, but you were filling in a hell of a lot of gaps. Yeah. Like when I mean, look at Tomb Raider. In my mind, Tomb Raider is this, this lush like forest uh-huh. or this this mountain with loads of you know like the rocks are jagged and sticking really? out because for me it was a last of big tits <laughs> <laughs> and that there is the quote of the podcast oh, last with big tits it might be the title but anyway we're yeah, dizzy so yeah i mean I, I just think the dizzy franchise was more well known on the spectrum than it was on on the other systems he was an egg, wasn't he? in fact yeah he was an air guy 
and you just the you, you saw oh. it was one of them classic plat like side on platformy type <clears throat> games where you you had to go all the way to one end of the map to pick, like, yeah. pick up a key just to go all the way back to the end unlock a door it was that kind was, of thing it was great though like the the way you had to remember where items were and stuff well, yeah, but, is that great it depends because obviously it's one of the first it's not really a point and click adventure is it but it's it sort of is it's one of the first of that, that genre where you pick up an item you've got to use the item to do one thing which leads on to the next like yeah. Monkey Island Yes, after okay, talking about yeah. Monkey Island, the secret of Monkey Island wasn't it the first one? I mean, uh, Kelly recently played through the first and second ones on the on the three sixty when they got released, the special edition. And that was the first time I'd ever actually played them through. And you could one of the things I liked about it was you could press one of the shoulder buttons and it instantly switched it back to the original style. It's quite cool to just switch back quickly. And it, it, all the music changed as well, mm-hmm. but every, every to the aspect, of, music. yeah, oh, every wow. aspect of it was like a new edition, an HD edition mm-hmm. sort of thing. So even the music and everything was redone. It was cool to do that and switch back. What I remember the most about that game because I never enjoyed it. No, I don't like point clicks. Um, my sister does when we had it. Um, I think it was a PlayStation. She got obsessed with uh, the Ringworld game, and that game. Ringworld game. Was that there? What's the Terry Pratchett? Terry you know Pratchett. what I was just going to say before you said that? I was going to say uh, the Discworld. Discworld, that's it. Discworld 2 I had on the PlayStation and it was fantastic. Wow. I never played Discworld 1 but I absolutely loved Discworld 2. The puzzles were... It was too obtuse, wasn't it? Uh, it was, it was, the Secret of, Secret of Monkey Island, I was going to say, with Dizzy, it kind of made sense. You would yeah. get the key to open that door or something. Or you'd get the tongs to pull the, the, the thorn out of the lion's foot. Whereas with Discworld 2, that was an actual thing. Discworld 2 and Secret of Monkey Island. felt like it would be. You, you didn't, you, it was loads of times where you just, you, you felt like what you had to do didn't even make sense. Ah, well you had a book telling you how to do a lot of the puzzles. Yeah. And it was, a lot of the times it was melding two different objects together yeah. to get another one. And it was something stupid. It was, it was, it was out of chance. What we, me and Kelly found when we were playing the, the Monkey Island games, you had to go through your inventory at regular intervals and just click. Just <laughs> yeah. like, well, let's go with that. Will I go with this? And it, it, we just never could do it. I don't like, I hate cheating. I never cheat on games. If I can't do something, I'd rather just not do it than look up on, in, online. Mm. A couple of times, Kelly looked online without telling me. Oh, like, the she, And she went, oh, why don't you try doing that with that? And I tried it and it worked. And I was like, did you look online to do that? And she, she'd be like, oh, no, 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 I didn't do it. I just worked it out and I was like, are you sure? I mean, she might have worked it out, but... But the chances were low because it was yeah, so ridiculous. The trust, the trust levels, you know, mm-hmm. they're not great. Depleted. <laughs> Depleted. Depleted trust mm. levels. Depleted trust. I'll just say Depleted. one thing about Monkey Island that put me off. If you must. Majorly. So my memory of Monkey Island was my dad got his Amiga and this is years later from when I had it back in the day so I, I got it again like later and it's like remember you yeah. like, you got it I got the 600 didn't I yeah and um, really good I had a fantastic machine I had loads of like fun playing for mm. these games was there an Amiga 1200 mm-hmm. yes there was loads of different Amigas it's like yeah. there was Amigas there was later models of Amiga that connected to the internet was there uh, yeah I thought the Amiga we talked about the Amiga quite a bit the last one but I thought the Amiga was great I never had one Quite a few of my friends. It wasn't. We cousin had one. It was, was There was some fantastic games because yeah. it had a lot of the charm of the eight bit games. Yeah. So you had like programmers making these yeah. games, but the, it was a lot more powerful machine, 
and it was ahead of its time I thought the Amiga yeah. it really was in some ways I, I'm, it's a shame that we don't have that available anymore yeah. do you know what I mean who made the Amiga Commodore, Commodore huh? yeah it was so Commodore what, what's the, what are they are they doing anything now Commodore do they do do they publish they, games or anything they, or? there was rumours of them making a, um, a, like an Ami- a PC yeah they made a PC but the problem is it's just it's just like another Alienware type thing. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was just a, you could see them coming over like a Steam yeah. box or something like that, couldn't you? All oh, right, it was basically a Ross is exactly right. It was just like an Alienware type PC. Right. You, know, you could order it in the back of a magazine, and you could have all these specs on it. It was just it just had the Commodore made. Get a new one the next year. Yeah, yeah. you you're always cheaper making them yourself. Yeah. See, that's where and that's the, a different uh, the, the podcast. The Steam box <laughs> could have been that kind of thing that I'm going back mm. to with the. A computer where you upgrade, like, because you did upgrade the Amiga, but it was very selective. It wasn't like the PC where you constantly had an update. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about the Amiga. Anyway, I went on a tangent. All I'm going to say is, my dad was going back to the market, picking up all these games. So you'd come back with literal bin bags of games. Because Literally. we'll go back, the horrific thing about the Amiga was it suffered terribly from uh, piracy. Right. So he would come back with these bin bags of games. Me and Terry would play them when we we're getting pissed, like you know, on a Friday or Saturday night. Would whack them on, yeah. And we'd go, would go through the old games, and would always hope when he brought back this bin bag of this of some of the games I would want to play. Yeah, like Swiv. I, you know, like you some of the ones or like Bibble Bobble or them. or some of the things that you we would. wanted, were, were waiting for, and how many of them bin bags had Monkey Island in? Now, before you like go, oh, well, Monkey Island isn't that bad. Monkey Island on the Amiga was something like eight or nine discs. Was it? So what you would, majority you would have, even if you wanted to play Monkey Island, was you'd have seven of the eight discs in oh, there. Right, yeah. It was the same as Street Fighter, which yeah. came on like, yeah. how many was Street Fighter? Six di- or five? Street Fighter was about five, six discs. And the thing about the Amiga was, you could only connect about three disc drives yes. to it. Even, you know, you would think, oh, we'll just connect with... If with Monkey Island, you were still disc flipping because you could only fit three discs in It was in ridiculous, Monkey Island. I did <laughs> play it back in the day when I did have an Amiga. My friend, he liked them sort of games, like point and click. He liked the one about goblins, I forget that one. I don't know if much people played that, but he liked them point and click games, like Leisure Suit Larry and stuff like that. And he played through Monkey Island. And literally what would happen is you go from one screen to another and it would always ask you to put it in a different disc. Yeah. And it would be ridiculous. Like Terry was saying, like if you had two spare disc drives, so you had three disc drives on your Amiga, it would always be something like another disc. Yeah, like you, and, by, yeah and by the way, to have three disc drives on your Amiga, you had to remortgage your house, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and was that expensive? I, I only <laughs> ever had an extra disc drive yeah. the second time round when my dad was bringing back these stuff from uh, the market for nothing I had that lovely little disc drive that yeah it was, it was a lush fantastic. one that, uh, did the Amiga have its own controller no it, it, it used it used joysticks like could you have could like you have a drive uh, yes you could yeah you could have that yeah. universal input that yeah. pins it did yeah, yeah. 16, 16 I remember that uh, you could put a Mega Drive controller in couldn't yeah. you but didn't it didn't Commodore bring out a console type they did, the Amiga yeah. Though. and that was just yeah, yeah. They brought out something like later on in its lifespan. They done that with the Commodore as well. Where you see the Commodore, right? The Commodore had three formats you could make games on. This is the Commodore sixty four. You could put it on tape, like you could with the Spectrum. You could put it on disc, 
but with the common because that was a revelation when you said the Spectrum's disk drives were the ones so yeah they were the Commodore's ones were like the five and a quarter oh so they generic disk the last actual format was at the back it had a it had a cartridge port and when I got my Commodore I had two games that were cartridges instant loading right. like like a NES yeah later when the 8 bits were kind of dying out and this is why Commodore probably aren't making consoles and computer games anymore. they seem to just make these wrong decisions like all the time later as the Commodore was dying out they brought out this like their version of a NES right so it was a Commodore 64 but it, it didn't have a keyboard and it didn't have a tape deck or disk drive and it was just cartridges that you plugged in is and that what it was the cartridges so had a revival but do you know how much they were 40 quid so was game yeah was so this I'm sure the Nintendo games were that much on the 8 bit yeah but they were better <laughs> like a lot better I mean, I'm, so, I'm sorry to say but I, I'm just the only cartridge game I can remember is that football one and it, it was I had just, a pinball one as it well it was Block City wasn't it yeah it was it was like it was the so <laughs> blocky it, it really was <laughs> I've, just, I've just thought of a I have a sort of a great question that I don't know whether you just want to try and answer today or whether we can do it another day. Right. You know Desert Island Discs? Yes. Where you, if you're stuck in uh, a Desert Island, you get through. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. What about a, like a gaming version of that? Where that would be a fantastic... So Desert Island Games? Yeah. I'd need where to you'd do... you'd be stuck and you'd only have three games. Three games for like the rest of your life. There's only three games you could play and you can only play If it's free, I could again. probably answer that now. Like I could. Oh well, I don't. I, I don't know. What if, about I don't you? Know if I could. I don't know if I could. Well, but if you can, then that's me and Ross. Me and Ross can think about it, and then yeah. this, and at a later date. And do you want to go first, Ross? If you were finished with what you were saying about the Amiga, and I think I think that was organically. Yeah, it was organically. I think I think that's, I think that the classic with what, which is what I was hoping you were going to say about Monkey Island on the on the Amiga, was that it was about eight discs yeah, long. Which yeah. Because that's what I remember it, and it was what exactly what you say. You would always get seven of the discs. Like disc five would be missing, or yeah. disc two would be missing. When you come back with that bin, yeah. you're like what would be putting the games aside and that was in the what... pile of Monkey Island? Because sometimes the irony is you'd have like four different copies of disc one. And even if you had the whole entire one, we didn't want to play it anyway. So I might have had it. In like, fact, did we ever play it? I don't think we did. No, because I don't think you'd like it. And I, and I don't like point and clicks. If I, I mean, I'd have. No, I don't like point and clicks. But if I, uh, I do like point and clicks. If, if Ross wants to name his uh, Desert Island games. Yeah. And this is, I was, I was going to say before you answer, this is something for any other guests that we might have in the future. This would be a question you'd ask every Yeah, they could have a Desert Island yeah. games. Yeah. This has probably been done on another podcast. I'll say that now before I investigate it afterwards. Well, it probably but has. Fuck it. But fuck it. I fuck it. Right. But fuck it. But, wow. But, but fuck it. You're gonna fuck it in the butt. Well, if you're only gonna have, <laughs> if you're only gonna have three games. Yeah, let's right. do it. You first. Go on, Ross. Three games. Three games that you have to play. You don't have to play. Sorry, there's only three games that you can play for the rest of your life, and you can play them as many times as you like. In why as well. Right. Why as well. Yeah. The reason... But why as well. I, I would say the reason I'd like to do it now is because the more you think about it, it's just going to put you... Like, you're going to have a list of, like, about 400 games. So, first off, the first game that I got properly, like, obsessed with, it might be not that good on a desert island situation because... Well, you're not actually on a desert island. It's just, you know... Well, I'm seeing... What I'm trying to say about this particular choice is it's... 
It's a two-player game. You see, see a lot of the three I would like to pick probably would all be like like two-player. One of mine. Uh, yeah. So Bibble Bobble, right? Oh, right okay. There's part one, right? Bibble Bobble. Me and Terry, right, have been through that on so many different How formats. many times as well. Yeah. By so the way, many times. the Xbox version is terrible, I think. Right, yeah. yeah. Like... You mean the remake? Because remember when that came out and we, we tried to You want to play online, yeah? No, we couldn't. I thought, why? But you mean the remake? You obviously mean the, the remake, remake one where yeah. you go diagonal and stuff. The best right. one is the main version, like, yeah. for me. But that, the harder version, though, of it, yes, where you got the harder monsters Different. earlier on in the game, huh? I'm picking that game for a, arcade, a few... You got that. Yeah. I'm picking it for a few reasons, really. Just... There's so much nostalgia swept up in it. It's the first game that I really liked on the Commodore. Me and Terry have played it. I played it like with loads of different people. I've finished it loads of times. You can play it as a kind of drinking game. You, you know, there's loads to it for such a simple game. Yeah. There's so great. much to it. Totally Do you great. think... Here's a question. Do you think in all the times that you've played that game, would you say you've completed every individual level or is there, do you think there's a possibility there's still some levels that you've skipped by getting say the umbrella oh, I think I probably played. that's a very good question actually you think if you, uh, I think I have probably done all the levels but that's that opens another thing I like about that game the power ups and the like mm. there's so much scope and ideas in the power ups and the weaponry it is a great game like, it's, it's, it's simple and yeah it you know, that's what it, what it, what it, it stood the test of time as yeah. well. You can pick it up and play it now, yeah. and you don't think, "God, that looks so." It is something that, that is deserving of a really good remake. Yeah, and that's I think that's why with the Xbox One, why you weren't impressed in it because it's sort of it's. it's I think not fair that they didn't get a, a worthy. Yeah, worthy if remake. if you're a lover of the game, like. Me and like Ross obviously are now. I don't know about yourself, but we're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, not such I wasn't a, to the extent where it is, yeah. but I, I just think because I've never had it's going to take a lot to live up, exactly. Yeah, yeah. even bringing out new levels. The, the, the level design on that yeah, other hundred exactly. were terrible, yeah. It exactly. was like that. There's a there's a skill in art, yeah, and, and totally, it's absolutely, totally. And like, I think we love it so much that the bar sets so high with that game, and it's going to take some beating it, like. Just bringing out new levels and even a remake. There would have to go something to get a remake that was worthy of it. What about a first person version? I think that would be good. Nice. <laughs> that, that would probably. For some reason, I'm always thinking of it. You know, Plants vs. Zombies, uh, like the. Garden Warfare. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think they would, third, third would look yeah. and go. Because I'll tell you. The sequel to Bibble Bobble, which was Rainbow Islands, was oh, a yeah, steaming yeah. pile that I hated. That was weird. I, I could never And then Parasol Stars as well. Parasol. Yes. Aye. That was, was that shit, the... though. Was that Rainbow Islands, was it? I think it was called Rainbow Island Parasol Stars. Was it not three, though? Was it no, not... he's right. There, there Bubble was... Bobble, there was Rainbow Islands, and then was it not Parasol Stars after ah, that? Because yeah, Parasol Stars was the umbrella, wasn't it? The Rainbow Islands was the rainbows, uh, well, obviously. Shoot, shoot the rainbows uh, out your it wasn't Parasol Stars. You had the umbrella. It is. Yeah. You see, that was another game that was that on was the Amiga. <laughs> Closing you know, the title. Um, so, <laughs> see. Bibble Bobble, one of its strengths, I thought, was single screen, two yeah. player action, right? Rainbow Islands, one player, and you went up this up the level, water was chasing you. Uh, I don't know if you remember yeah. that. I do, uh, The third one was Parasol Stars, which went back to a single screen. I believe it did scroll awkwardly enough, 
But you are the you know the main characters in Bibble Bobble, how the dinosaurs, yeah. but actually they're human beings like they're used in Rainbow Islands. Because right. at the end of Bibble Bobble you get turned back Spoiler in. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Did you? I've never finished it. Anyway You do. Parasol stars, you are these little kids, that's what they look like, and you used umbrellas to kill the enemies. In a really convoluted way, which Bubble Bobble, I, I, I believe, when you play that game, you never have to explain to someone. You know, you have to blow that bubble yeah. and then you, then you're safe to hit them. I'm sure Parasol Stars was some stupid way where you had to, like, smash them off the wall or, like, get them stuck on your, yeah. the top of your brother. Essentially, it was terrible. It was really clever program when you think about it, even back then for Bubble Bobble, where you hit them with the bubbles and they'd float up. And then the bubble would pop if it went for yeah. too long. Yeah, it was actually quite. It was fantastic. It was quite good physics of the bubble, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. For its it time. Most. Than, yeah. Like, what I like. The, Havoc, like when you had a load, when you uh, had a load of bubbles collected together, they were, yeah. they were being jostling for oh, position and all yeah, that. Which is what bubbles would do. I don't know if you notice on certain levels, there's different airflows. So like, so yeah, there was. It's a game that it's got so much nostalgia. I guess, yeah. like that's, that's what, what I love is. about it so much. I mean, I had Bubble Bubble for the original Game Boy, the monochrome Game Boy, and it oh, it scroll. It was a you could play two player as well. By connecting the two Game Boys together, yeah. like you could with Tetris and stuff. Yeah. But uh, it scrolled. <laughs> it, I got my. Uh, I mean, that's sacrilege for Bubble Bubble. The level scrolling. I mean, yeah. that was the whole thing of Bubble Bubble, wasn't it? It would have been so difficult on that screen. Because the pixels were quite big on that screen yeah. to fit it all on one screen. It would the the graphics would have been terrible. So it, it did scroll or it didn't scroll? It scrolled. Yeah, each level scrolled on it. Oh, it's from left to right? Yeah, and up oh, and down. Oh, shit, uh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant at the end of the level it scrolled upwards. No, no, it actually right. scrolled. Oh, the oh, level shit, yeah. sc- Each level scrolled. Bloody hell. But you could still play it in two players, so you would never know where the second player was right. until no, it came on your line of sight. Yeah. But it had the thing, which I know, I don't know if the Commodore version had this, but the Spectrum version certainly didn't, where if you got up to level 50, the next time you played it, you could start from level 50. That's a good... You uh, comment on yeah. that, I did. I, the, that, yeah. I don't know if any of the 8 bits did that. That's a good... Yeah. Like, especially for a device that's on the move. That's yeah, like a good so thing. you could do that on it. And it looked amazing. It really yeah. looked great. But it was just a scroll and spout it. So that's game number one, Bubble Bubble. Oh, yes. Game right. number two. Right, as I say, I'm not overthinking this. So I'm just... I'm mainly going to go on, like... Because I listen to Desert Island Discs. All right, okay. And what a lot of people pick, a song... That's not only good, but it, it was meaningful to them. Or, like, get you into something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the next game, I'm probably leapfrogging a bit because my next one might be earlier. No. But this is, it's Halo, right? Oh, because okay. I got obsessed with Halo, right? You did, and um... this is a bit rubbish because I would <laughs> I would have to say the newest version of Halo, just purely because first-person shoot-em-ups. What do you mean, like, the remake, the, the, the recent... The one on the Xbox One, which I haven't played, would probably be the best choice, but I've got the one for the 360, where they've redone it for that. I'd rather have it for the like newest console, just because I've seen how bad it looks now. Right. But that's... I see what you mean, so yeah. Whereas, I'll be clear, I, I don't think Bibble Bobble looks bad now. That's the weird thing about like 3D games, the way yeah. they're constantly... They age quickly, don't they? Like, oh, as definitely. soon as you put it into a different perspective, the... You, you straight away can I, can I mention something about Halo I wonder why the Halo franchise well actually I have a feeling I don't know why 
about like didn't come out on the PC. Yeah, I think Halo Two. Did not at all. Halo, Halo One, one and, and Two, two did. did. Right. Okay. But I I heard this is just something I heard, is that Microsoft didn't want the PC to, to take over the Xbox. Right. Right. Because it would put it to shame. Wouldn't so it, really? they wouldn't release games on the PC. That were on the Xbox because they want the, the Xbox to. Well, here's the thing, right? That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true. So if you look at the if you look at the PlayStation Three games that are just exclusive to the PlayStation Three, like The Last of Us, right? Mm. That doesn't come out on the on the um, PC. No, it doesn't. So Halo is an exclusive to the Xbox. Maybe it's the thought it's it's wrong for it to come out. It dilutes the product because yeah. they could they might have people. Sorry. But they might have people who have PCs and think, I want to play Halo, yeah. I'll buy an Xbox. Why did the first two come out then? Gears of War did the same thing, didn't Yeah, it? well the first Gears of War didn't come out on the PC. Was but Gears of War too. The second one did, I. Which was in rather It's weird because it's so easy for them to port them games across. Yeah. They just, but I don't know. I, no, actually, sorry, I tell a lie. The first Gears of War came out on the PC, the second one didn't. Oh, right. Yeah, it was that way around, I. Which is bizarre. Mm. 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 Maybe if listeners know the reason or their yeah, own, please like, uh, email to email Ross and tweet <laughs> us at Gone Oxley and yeah. email addresses stood nothing twenty six. I want to see if I actually I never even checked my email so I that's yeah. So I'm gonna plow on this and just say Halo. The reason being, it was the first first person shoot 'em up that I'd played since Doom that made us think like my God, this is amazing. There is a game that I feel maybe one year's my touch upon that I, I do think is equally as good. But the thing I like about Halo and why I can keep going back to it is it's just about combat. It's just about these little situations where you've got to take out these groups of enemies using what's available to you. The weapons on Halo are amazing. The AI is amazing. And on Legendary, it punishes you. Yeah. And it's fair. It's It's tough but fair. In the multiplayer is great on it as well. The multiplayer on, on that game is much better than like say Call of Duty and stuff, in my opinion. Right. Because you have more of a chance. So that's my second one. And my third one's a difficult one because right now I'm just winging it, thinking off the top of my head. And this is a really weird one. But if I'm stuck somewhere and I want to play on a game yeah. for ages, I'd have to have access to music as well though because right. the sound effects are terrible. But I would say Sensible Soccer 97 oh. on the Amiga. Okay. Right. Sensible Soccer is a, just a, a simple football game. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a top-down, like, old-school football game. But the thing about that game is you manage a club. Right. And you combine sell players. The choice, the amount of players that are in that, on that game are amazing. Right. You can go to anywhere in the world and you can manage teams. Say, I don't know, the Indian Premier League. Right. It's ridiculous. And then you get offers from other places to like manage other teams. And then you can even manage national. Do they, have, they don't have proper names on Sensible Soccer, do they? they? I think they did. Or there might be like... You know, it's Alan Shara or something yeah. like that. Because yeah. well, it's the same Ryan Goggs. It's the same uh, people that made Cannon Fodder, isn't it? Did yes, it's the same sort because of Because I remember playing, a, it was a, like a Christmas uh, special levels edition thing released or something like that. And one of the levels in that was where the Cannon Fodder 
soldiers ended up on a like a sensible soccer football pitch and like they were had to kill a lot of the enemies but it was based around like a sensible soccer football one pitch, the, which was quite funny the last game that sensible made was the sensible golf which oh, right. I only ever played after the fact on the, the you know the second time I got the Mega yeah and it wasn't very good but it was that classic of them small little graphics and like sprites but anyway there's there's the free obviously you've got to have rules for these sort of things and for this particular one I'd say every game you've got to have you've got to be able to exploit all the like the facets of the game you'd still be able to play online and stuff like that yeah because yeah. like say Brothers it would never be on with top like do you remember that game like a very short little punchy game for Xbox 360 yeah the one where you, there was just two guys and yeah I played it recently it's a game that like you'd complete in like say I did in a few a couple of days but only like yeah, three like, hours each well, time six yeah. hours or seven yeah, hours yeah. you wouldn't pick that for instance no, no. But that's what I'm saying though it's like you need to pick something that's meaty that's going to take up your time sort of thing you want to pick a game that's like got like if you pick a game that's online you want to have the online to be part of your choice because say if you pick Left 4 Dead it would be no good just being offline yeah. sort of thing but also I was trying to I was like interjecting with like that's a point in when you're picking a game because you wouldn't pick something like say Brothers where it's a short little story yeah. and like it would it's, be over it's got to have the what's the term I'm, I'm trying to think of well replay replayable uh, replayability yeah uh, where you can just replay it ability <laughs> so that's your three there you go fantastic Terry yes Tom would you like to have a go at this game that we're playing right now I would I, I have three in, in the bag number one I'm going to go with Street Fighter I knew, uh, two I was just about to turbo just the Street Fighter franchise from right. two onwards Ignoring the original Street Fighter altogether. I played that on Because it was shit. Right. Well, can I have all the Halos? Yeah. Alright, I will add there. Do I have oh, to sp- pick a game. specific yeah, it's just one game. version of the yeah. game? It would be Turbo with you. It would be the hyper fighting one, yeah, Turbo. Although, I'm, I'm, if I had a new that, I, I would might have changed the choice because I'm going by the fact that I grew up with that game and. Yeah. I grew up through all its versions, so I can't, couldn't pinpoint a specific version. Like original Street Fighter Two, the very first one. Was arcade mode now. Yeah, I played. I played that at college in the common room. I skived lessons at college to play that. That was my first in in the Street Fighter series and stuff, which I've in the championship edition they got in the college as well, and I, I just loved it, and I've grew up with it ever since. I mean, I haven't obviously played. I mean, we've played certain versions on the meme. Yeah. I think we've probably have played every version of it. Maybe it's the Street that the. the third strikes and all that I don't think were really played because they didn't work did they it's funny because yeah. I was so intrigued to see them because yeah. I wanted to give them such good feedback that's right uh, we didn't really play them what was that they the Street Fighter 3 third strike wasn't was that the game that was based on the movie or something like that oh no I played no that the movie one, one. That's, <laughs> honestly if you want to have it's like a Mortal Kombat it actually like the real people it was Mortal Kombat yeah it was like, uh, Where it was like real what did they call that where the got uh, real people yeah like, like motion capture motion capture is that what it is yeah, I'll tell it. you that would be a fantastic podcast for you to play that game right yeah and for us to play it again and it's hilarious apparently it came out in two guises and I didn't know this until recently it came out so it's, it looks like Mortal Kombat right yep so there's two versions one looks like Mortal Kombat but plays identical to Street Fighter 
the moons are the same and everything. So that's a good one, right? But there's one that come out that looks like Mortal Kombat and plays like Mortal Kombat. Right. So you know how Mortal Kombat's clunky? Yeah. And um, I believe that's the one way play it. Yeah, it is. God, one way it's it. terrible. It it's is like, terrible. It's belly achingly funny <laughs> bad though. It's, it's like it, anyone who who hasn't seen that yeah. needs to have a look at it because it's hilarious because the film's terrible. Oh, and the film's like, Is that the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah, and Kylie Minogue. So Kylie's Cammy, yeah. like Jean-Claude Van Damme's Gale. Yeah. The guy from the Adams Family, his last ever role, you know. Did he play Bison? Yes, he played uh, Bison. 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 I forget oh, the guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was his last ever role, you know. Was he dead? Yeah, he died. Yeah, Did he? Off the, like, that well, He's been long dead like that was 97 was it or How 90 was, it? was he i don't know i think he died of like some hot degenerate yeah. heart problem again a problem with recording this and people will probably google it and go he didn't die of that or possibly yeah. isn't even dead who's, uh, <laughs> who's tweeting how he died anyway carry on but yeah i mean there's not really much i can say about the game because I, I could talk about a whole, i could do a whole podcast talking about street fighter so uh, I grew up with a game through all its guises and if every game on the planet disappeared and I was asked to bring one game back that would be the game I would bring back it's like it's just brilliant uh, number two um, I would pick Half-Life uh, yeah, yeah, I, fe- I felt that yeah. Half-Life 1 Half-Life 1 that was the first proper game that I bought for the PC I'd, I just like had stupid damn demos and all that before that one of which was Medal of Honor, which was really good. Yeah. Didn't run very well on the PC. I had Medal. It was Allied Assault. It was, I think, it was Pacific Assault. It was very different to the PlayStation version. The PlayStation version started with the Omaha Beach level, didn't it? Yes. But the Allied Assault on the PC had it as the fourth level, I think. Right. Yeah. And they were the the same game. I think they were just rearranged differently. uh, Yeah, they were just jigged differently. But yeah, and it was just brilliant. I just loved the storyline to it. I loved everything about it. Uh, and it, it got us onto all the iterations of Half-Life. It was like modded to hell. I, there was, some mods were shit. Other mods were really good for it. And it was just excellent. I loved it. Again, it, it's only second to, to Street Fighter. And my third is the Grand Theft Auto. And it's, uh, it's Vice City. I just uh, yeah, I absolutely City, adored yeah. that game. The moment I put it on, the very first second I played it, I just I loved fell it. In love with it yeah. yeah, I fell in love with it, and I just love the the whole eighties theme. I love the color of it, the color scheme, the storyline. Yes, I love the the way the just the funny little quips of the main character, and it's just an absolutely brilliant game. And again, it was another game that got me in, into the other iterations of that same game, like obviously San Andreas, which I, I didn't like on the record. And, but like four and then obviously five, which I'm waiting for to come out on the PC. Brilliant! I just loved it, and that that's basically my three and the the reasons why. That's fair enough. Like, yeah, good choices. Yeah, but you were talking about uh, last podcast about how, how much of a fan of Grand Theft you yeah. are. Yeah, I, I guessed two of yours. Yeah, but I, I, I would have reckoned Ross would have guessed two of them as well. I guessed the, I guessed Half Life. Yeah, and Street Fighter. Just I before did, you yeah. said it, I thought he's going to say Street Fighter. Yeah. I mean, just to go back, Street Fighter was just one of them games where I just, when when I played it, when I first played it at like college, I like I, I made like a lot of friends through it, 
because like, there was a lot of people who skived off lessons <laughs> and went to the common room and we were all huddled around this small arcade cabinet watching people play it and I enjoy sometimes I enjoyed watching people play the game more than playing it myself right. and I used to go down uh, there was an arcade in Newcastle called The Point don't know if you remember I that remember was on Clayton that. Street in Newcastle it's not there anymore I would spend afternoons in there watching people play that game there was like Chinese and Japanese players in there who were absolutely brilliant yeah. and they were playing it in there and I was just in awe of the way they could play that game that's the reason it was just the whole thing behind it, the whole community behind it and it was just brilliant I don't know another game like it that I've played Yeah. that got that kind of feeling in me for, for, to play a game Street Fighter is the only one that's done it it's fantastic so there we go my three tough times tough times the first one I, I would have to say Freedom Fighters would have to be my one of mine because I just I you champion that game I Freedom Fighters yeah. I, just, I just loved it I loved the way it took you through like a whole I don't know how long the game was set over a year or two years or something like that and story of New York I think it was was New York wasn't it set in New York getting taken over by the Russians was it Russia? I believe it was, sure it was yeah Russia. it was a totally ridiculous story just being retold in loads of times like Homefront it was a great game though I, I loved it oh, absolutely loved it Homefront <laughs> was I was hoping that would be not a similar game but like bring back memories of what I experienced with Freedom Fighters because it was a similar storyline yeah. but it just turned out to be shit but Freedom Fighters yeah it came up with quite a few firsts for me remember last week or last time we recorded we were talking about ambidextrous dual wielding mm-hmm. how Shadow Man was one of the first ones that we came across <laughs> Freedom Fighters for me was one of the first ones where it would only let you carry two guns and you had yeah. to swap between you had to choose you had to make choices on which gun to, to stick with I just thought it was brilliant the way you, you had to complete the missions in a certain order you didn't have to but you could and it would make the game a bit easier if you took if you did the first mission in an area it would take out a sniper, ne- sniper nest which would make the second mission easier because yeah. the sniper would no longer be there I remember learning that on that game uh-huh. like after a little while a penny dropped yeah I like the the visuals like yeah. I remember the demo What I had the demo beforehand and I remember it was a great game like it's fantastic I just when I think back it was because it was halfway through the game it started to snow or towards the end of the game it started to snow and in my head it looked amazing like the snow falling down I'm sure if you played it now you'd be like mm. but it just it just looked great it had a great atmosphere we could control the troops. Simple. One of the first games I played. Command, it yeah. Yeah. So it's so easy. Just you go over there, you go over there. It could have been refined because you, you could only, the way you would choose, you couldn't choose individual troops. You would just say all of these over there or you'd have to cycle through every single one before you could choose the first one again. It, was, it wasn't great, obviously, but it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's funny that, so much. just to go back to one of the games of Ali, that, that, that was something that Half-Life 2 Wow. the first one introduced was the fact you could contr- it was very mediocre I was thinking of that yeah. but episode 1 and episode 2 nev- never continued that on it was only in the original one that you could do it wasn't it what, when, when could you do that you could press C or whatever if you pointed your, the cursor or, or whatever on the screen and you press C or whatever the the people who were with you would run at that point oh, right. Right, and fight obviously 
But it, that never happened in episode one, episode two. No. Is the scrap that idea for some reason? I mean, it was very it. clunky and half like In Freedom Fighters, it worked a lot better in Freedom yeah. Fighters. They were always trying to innovate and stuff. I mean, yeah. Just thought, oh, it that didn't really work. Yeah. It didn't work. It was near the end of half like two. Yeah. When you're starting to. Re- the problem was, is, is you wanted them people around you and you think if you sent them forward they're just going to die yeah so they but you what you didn't want them to die you wanted them with you yeah it's backup so you you didn't send you you didn't use that feature because they would just die my second game Mm -hmm. would have to be a game again i mentioned last time the first grand theft auto the top down oh the top down scoring one because i just again the, the memories i have of playing it I haven't played it in years, absolutely years, because they've never brought out another, I think I said this last time, they need to bring out another version of it. Not another version, but like an HD version, HD remastered uh-huh. version. I don't know why they haven't. Well, on the PC, they brought yeah. out a set, they brought out uh, GTA London, which was a... You could, you, I got yeah. GTA London on, the, on the, the PlayStation. Did they bring it out on the console as well? It was, you had to put the first disc in, the Grand Theft Auto one, you had to put that in. No, sorry, you had to put the London game in. And then it would tell you to take the London game out and put the, place, right. the Grand Theft Auto one in. It was like a more of a mod than anything. Mm. So it was just a, a modded version of Grand Theft Auto. Your brown bread had said when you died and stuff. Uh, and stuff. It was good life, but I'd, I'd really like them to do a just a, an arcade version of Grand Theft Auto on the Xbox or something. I would play the shit out of that. I just thought it was great. It was just fantastic. And although since then. Like Grand Theft Auto Three was a massive leap, in all of the Grand Theft Auto since yeah. then, huge massive leaps. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five just looks incredible, even now. For that, the Xbox yeah. One looks amazing. The PC version is going to be just astounding. I'm salivating to play that game. I, like. I, I, I don't it's know. Beautiful. It's going to be mind blowing how good yeah. it's going to look. But just the way the Grand Theft Auto One made me feel, that's that's why I would I would want that. And that's From, what it's about, isn't it? How the yeah. games make you feel. I, I had that feeling with Vice City. Yeah. Like I liked Free a lot. And then Vice City was just, it was so, it was fantastic. Yeah. Such an enjoyable oh, life. It's amazing. Vice City, like it. The last one I'm struggling a bit with. I think I've got between two games. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to have to go with one of them just because, again, it's got more memories for me. It'd have to be Lennon's. Oh. Again, another one we talked about last time. Amiga classic. I remember playing that in college. The other game I was, I was stuck between Lemons and Worms, the very first game. Oh, games. yeah. And I'm still not sure, even though I've said it out loud, and that should officially make it the final answer. What a franchise Lemons was, yeah. though. Well, we talked last time about Rockstar and the rights to that. Yeah. I saw a technique you chose two about the same. Mm-hmm. Did. I mean, I'm at their college. We had old, the original IBM PCs, uh-huh. and we used to play Winter Lemons on there. Winter Lemons. Yeah, well, our college lecturer actually had a Winter Lemons disc. What was the? And we used to play. It was basically just lemons, but it was snowing. So it was just like the same. <laughs> yeah, basically. With that woolly hat on. It's just the back. I I think I'm the mate of doing. I can't even remember. I think one of the mate had a Santa hat on and stuff. <laughs> that was when when I actually got me Amiga, like the first time after. I, had so like moved on from the Commodore for Christmas. I got me Amiga. My friend had one. I was used to play. Sat down. And the first game I booted up was Lemons, and it had that lovely like them graphics, man. Like, you know, going from a Commodore. I know I'd played on 
an Amiga and a friend, but just that first time of seeing yeah. it and just that music and we had a Spectrum version of Lemons. Uh, oh, was it gonna come out with a Spectrum? Horrendous. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that was, was horrendous. <laughs> it was just like obviously just the outline of, of the ground and stuff like that was around. And again, I'm thinking now of Lemons Worms and the other one I mentioned before, kind of fodder. That's another one I absolutely loved. I don't know. I don't know if I can commit to one now. Oh, you've done it now. You said Lemons. Yeah. I did, didn't I? Yeah, you kind of go back on your word. I know, because there's, there's loads I would like to... We could do top tens easily, but I mean, that's another podcast, but uh, we easily could. Because yeah. I can think of other games that I could put in the top ten, like, yeah. easily. Easily. I loved what you said about Vice City, though. Like, that's... <laughs> sometimes when you t- think of a game, it makes you smile. Yeah. And it's like I had... It good. I knew, I knew you other two, and then you reminded us of Vice City, yeah. and it made us, I like, think... Yeah, but there's loads of great games, you know, like. So the kind of the, the, the three games I picked were kind of like, the god is into the, that whole franchise of that game. Yeah. Aye. So like obviously Street Fighter Two, God is into the whole thing, Half Life, and the GTA, and it's like, because I mean the original GTAs I never really played. I, yeah. I mean I I played the GTA London a a, a bit. But, Did uh, you say you never played the first? I hadn't, no. And GTA Grand Theft Auto 2 was top down as well, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, that was a good game. Like, yeah, again, the, the, the idea behind that one was there was like three different factions in each map. Right. Again, there was three maps, but three different factions, and you had to kind of side. It was clever. You had to side with one of them. You could have like one was neutral, the other one was in your, in your favour, and then the third one was against you totally. And you just had to choose, and each one had benefits. So if you were driving along in one of the the factions you were at war with drove past you that attacked you and stuff. It was good, like, they the, the added some nice features, but still the first one just, it was, it's the way it makes us feel when I, when I think Which is exactly it. what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. It's how the games make you feel. Play forever. Even yeah. Even dip sandwiches from Dixon's clutches. The game could look like total shit up. Yeah, if it, it makes matter. you feel good, then it's worth anything, isn't it? Cannon fodder or worms. But that's that then. That's the yeah for this episode. So we we'll do it again in a few yeah. more episodes and have three different ones. I was going to say we went on tangent city again. But I think um, it was a good episode. Uh, I don't know because you only you only mentioned the spectrum, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't go on. Well, I think we should definitely get Terry on. Terry. Oh, Terry will mm-hmm. be a, a recurring. I'll be a regular guest. He can because that. You know, I was party to yeah. some of the steps up that your family made. Yeah, you were. So like. I kind of know what you you got into next. Yes, what Ross does, you know, Ross knows quite a lot so about. There's, there's would you say there's quite a bit more from? Because like I say, you only got up the spectrum there. Yeah, I, I think I've exhausted the spectrum, so I'd say. So there's quite a bit more for yeah. you to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. And I like the idea of playing a game and. Oh yeah, like a homework kind of yeah. challenge. Could like try and find an emulator. Like, yeah, we're all playing the game. same game and then we're reconvening. Like that idea, yeah. yeah, I don't like that idea. Cool. Well, we'll do that. Yeah. So yeah, at Gonarch's lair. Oh. <laughs> the email address. Uh, psycho crusher. This is coming at, back to called? like psycho crusher. Uh, what the hell? Yeah. This is coming back to like bangers on the horse. Isn't send, it, I feel. Well, I thought we'd send me tits. One, two, three, four. Well, yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't set up an email address for Gonarch's lair. I probably should, shouldn't I? Really? Yeah. I, I thought I have. No, sorry, I have. That's a total lie. Because you have to set up an email address. To have a, a Twitter, Twitter account, account you do. Well, so, is it a Gmail? Is it? Why or? the F and F didn't you say that in the first place? Because it slipped me uh, tiny, tiny mind. 
It's, but you don't really uh, want them emailing. We'll just yeah, tweet, no, tweet no, one. Why not? Send us an it's email. Tweet one. It's quicker. Send us a Twitter. Twitter. You can say more than an email. You can. You're right. It's, it's uh, very true. It's a. Uh, <laughs> It's Gonoxlay at yahoo.co.uk. That's Gonox, G-O-N-A-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R. Gonoxlay at yahoo.co.uk. Gonoxlay at Gonoxlay. Next time, we're going to talk about great end-level bosses. Goodbye. That's an excellent <laughs> idea. That is a good idea. Yeah. We used to, me and Billy used to call them guardian heads for some reason. Guardian heads. Next time, we're going to talk about uh, games you wanked off to. No. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> <laughs> you go first, Mr. Cowan. Leisure Shoot Larry. Leisure Shoot Larry. Let's keep it highbrow. I never played Le- Leisure Shoot Larry. Highbrow. I can't even this say is it. Highbrow. Oh. Leisure. Leisure Shoot Larry. Leisure Shoot. I can't say it. Leisure Shoot Larry. Leisure Shoot Larry. You end up saying shoot instead of suit. Yeah, that's what she said. So we will reconvene. We will. We'll we will. We'll learn more about Terry's. Gaming, like yeah, history. We'll move on from the because there's just the so much to talk about. Oh, that's good, it really is. Well, thank you very much for listening. Yes, uh, yes, thank you. We'll, uh, talk at you again soon. Yes, will do. And feedback is appreciated. Yes, it really is. So, thanks for being part of God Yeah.